Guys, I need a brand new podcast intro. I am so tired of saying, hey, good morning, everybody. It's Jen here with P40Ministries.com. See, it's like memorized. It's in my brain. (laughs) I am so tired of saying that. So please help me figure out another podcast intro. Go to my Facebook page and tell me what you think I should say at the beginning of my podcasts. Or give me a few things, actually, so that I'm not stuck on the same thing over and over and over again. But go to my Facebook page, P40 Ministries, and send me a message of what I should uh, start my podcast with. So we are in Genesis chapter 10 today. Day verses 21 through 32. And I'm actually going to do something a little bit different, actually. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to start reading Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. And that is mainly because Genesis 10, where it's talking about Shem, which is what we're discussing today, is kind of repeated at the end of Genesis 11, almost exactly repeated. So I'm just going to do a quick read-through of the descendants of Shem and not really talk about them today. Today, but in my next episode on Friday, I will discuss more about the descendants of Shem. Just because, like I said, it's repeated in Genesis 11 almost perfectly completely. So let's go ahead and start reading out of the NLT version, but you can read out of whatever version you prefer. But I'm going to read out of the NLT version today just because it's a little bit more readable for me for this, um, for this particular part because there are so many strange names here. So I'm just I'm going to make it as simple as I can on myself. But bear with me because I am sure I am not going to be phonetically correct on some of these names. But let's start reading in verse 21. Sons were also born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the descendants of Ebar. The descendants of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arphaxad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Eber. Eber had two sons. The first was named Peleg, which means division, for during his lifetime, the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the ancestor of Almodad, Shelef, Hazarmath, Jera, Hadaram, Izul, Dikla, Obal, Obimel, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobeb. All these were the descendants of Joktan. The territory they occupied extended from Mesha all the way to Shephar in the eastern mountains. These were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the great flood. That was a mouthful. I know in verse 28, I was not saying any of those names correctly. (laughs) So like I said, bear with me. And um, I I definitely did not phonetically um, pronounce them correctly. But this is talking about the descendants of Shem, which was Noah's, one of Noah's sons. But it really only talks about... um, somebody specific in verse 25 which was Peleg which means division so his name meant his name meant division and it says here that during his lifetime the people of the world were divided into different language groups and that is referring to the tower of Babel which is in Genesis chapter 11 so let's go there like I said we will discuss Shem at a later time probably on Friday 
And let's start reading Genesis 11, verses 1 through 9 in the NLT version. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build this great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united, and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. So this is the first mention of different languages in the Bible. Because in verse 1 it says, everyone at this point spoke the same language. And these people were all gathering together. So this is several generations after Noah and Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I think it was five generations, I want to say. I might be wrong about that. But there are several generations that happened after Noah, and these people are all gathered together. And they are migrating to the east, and they found this nice piece of land in Babylonia, and they decided to settle there. Now, they are in direct violation of what God had commanded them to do. Because if we go back to Genesis chapter 9, right in verse 1, when God is blessing Noah and Noah's three sons, it says here, God told them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. And what are these people here in Babel doing? They are staying in the same spot. They are not filling the earth. They might be multiplying, but they are staying in the same spot. And this was a violation of what God wanted. He wanted them to spread out, to fill the earth. And as they keep having more children, it would have turned into this big uh, megaopolis, honestly. It, it would have been this huge city where people are just staying together in one spot and not filling the earth. And that was not what God wanted. And so these people are saying here, let's make bricks and make this huge city and this tower that reaches into the sky. And this will make us famous. This will make us famous. So they are acting out of pride. And in verse four, it says here, this will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. So what does that tell you? That tells you that these people knew what God wanted, but out of pride and sin, they were saying, our way is best. We don't want to scatter all over the earth. We want to say, stay in the same spot and make this uh, city for ourselves and make ourselves famous because of this city. And they are acting out of disobedience and pride. So what does God do? He comes down. And he looks at the city and the tower the people were building. And he says, look, these people are all united and they're all speaking the same language. 
Let's go down and confuse these people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. And the NLT version says here in verse 7, let's go, uh, I'm sorry, in verse 6, after this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. So God is saying that these people, because they are staying in this same spot and multiplying in this one spot, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. And what does that mean? I think in the W. EB version, it says it a little different, differently. It says, now nothing will be withheld from them which they intend to do. And that's the WEB version. So I truly think that this is God's way of protecting these people. Yes, nothing that they do will be withheld from them if they try. And that includes sin. Because as people live together, they have a tendency, people have a tendency to be people pleasers, right? So if you are surrounded by people who are doing the wrong thing constantly, what is the natural thing to do? To affirm them because you want to be liked. So if people continue to live in this city They are going to fall further and further and further and further away from God, just as they did in the world pre-flood. And if you think about it nowadays, where is the most crime usually located? It's in cities, right? Because people have a tendency to affirm each other. And when you live with that many people, you feed off of each other. So if somebody's sinning and you see a whole bunch of people sinning, you're going to fall into that sin a little bit more. Now for me, I live out in the middle of the sticks, right? And they they always say that it takes 20 years for something to happen out here in the sticks than it does for it to happen in the city. And there's a reason for that. Because people affirm each other. People want to be liked. And that is what God is saying here. These people are just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse as they keep being people pleasers and not God pleasers and living in this city, multiplying in this city and falling further and further and further into sin because that is the natural way of people. So God comes down and he confuses their language. And this was a way for him to spread these people all over the earth. And because of this, They stopped building this city because they were confused. They were like, um, what are you saying? I don't understand you. And because of this, God knew that they would stop building that city and finally just do what he asked them to do and scatter everywhere. Because, come on, let's be honest, people are lazy and they don't want to learn a million new languages. (laughs) It would have been probably impossible, actually. It would have been very, very, very hard. So people went and spread all over the earth and did exactly what God asked them to do finally. And then it says in verse 9, that is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. And Babel means confusion. It is a term in Hebrew that sounds like the word confusion. Yeah, that is (laughs) a little bit more about Genesis chapter 11 and the Tower of Babel. It's a pretty fascinating chapter, really, and just more proof about humanity's digression after the flood.
I hope you enjoyed this episode today and I hope you share it on your social media platforms and tell everybody about this podcast because consistency is great for a morning Bible reading routine. And I hope you join me tomorrow, 6.30 a.m. for another discussion in Matthew. And then again on Friday, we will back, be back here in Genesis 11 discussing the descendants of Shem. So join me then and... As usual, I ask you to have a wonderful rest of your day. God bless and happy listening.